Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy, and I'm the pastor at Doxa Church. I am joined by my beautiful wife, Julie, this morning. Hey, Julie. Hello. Welcome, welcome to our birthday house. Yes, I had a birthday yesterday. I'm 38 years old. I say that because we're sitting at our table and there's balloons everywhere. So it feels (laughs) like it's a birthday house. (laughs) Had a great birthday yesterday. Thank you for everything you did. But Julie pulled out all the stops. You are welcome. Kids got gifts. We made some really good steak last night. It was great. Yes, it was delicious. I made his favorite cake, which is not my favorite, but I will do it for him every year. You actually found a way to make it even better, which mad props to you. Yeah, I'm determined. I was determined to, because I don't love this dessert, to make a little switch up where he likes it, but also I like it too. It's yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Mmm. The cake I had as a child. We have this theory that doesn't matter how bad the cake is, if it was your favorite cake that you had, if it was like one of the first cakes you had that you really enjoyed, that's the one that just sticks as with a you kid. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So David's a kid. At heart, <laughs> I guess. So this week I preached a sermon called Getting Your Head Right from First Peter chapter one, verses thirteen through twenty-five. And we're gonna take one aspect of that sermon and go a little deeper with it this morning. A couple of the main points revolved around how life in a fallen world constantly distorts our view of life, even our view of ourself. And it's not just this pressure from the world around us, but even in our mind, our will, and our emotions, they are too affected by the fall. Mm-hmm. So what solution does Peter offer us in First Peter chapter 1? Well... He gives us the word of the Lord. That is going to remain forever. It's never going to change. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Yes. Our emotions, that's our topic for the day, Mm -hmm. they change. Mm -hmm. They can't always be trusted, but they're also not a bad thing either because they are an indicator. So we're going to kind of dive into that today, but... We have hope because the Lord has promised in his word that the word of the Lord never changes. It's going to stand true. And in this letter, Peter's really giving the Christians a grand view of themselves. He's giving them the biblical identity of you're chosen, you're adopted, you're now sojourners in this world that's not your home anymore. And yeah, in the midst of all of that, he's still speaking to them about this topic because it's always a temptation for our thoughts and our mind to get dominated by our feelings and our emotions because our feelings and emotions have been affected by the fall. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to back up a little bit this morning into some stuff that's pretty basic, kind of foundational Genesis type stuff. And we're going to move through that pretty quickly. But we understand, first and foremost, we are created in God's image, created to reflect God, and and that includes how we relate and respond to Him, as well as how we treat others. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your body and soul are inseparable, but they're very connected. What impacts your body impacts your soul, and what impacts your soul 
impacts your body. So I think we need to ask ourselves, why is our soul so important? Yeah. Why, why is that? Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And I think an important distinction to have here is, biblically speaking, your heart and your soul are the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's referring to your inner person, your inner being, which is distinct from your physical body. And this is also played out when you hear Jesus in Matthew 22 say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, emotions... They're not they're simply tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're not just impulses, right? Not all feelings are emotions. We can feel hungry or thirsty or sleepy, but those aren't emotions. Mm-hmm. Emotions in actuality help us to experience reality. It's something that God made. It's good. It's, it's part of who we are. So they help our souls. What else would you say, talking about our emotions, Julie, what else would you say helps us experience reality with our emotions? Like how embedded are they really in, in the DNA of who we are? Well, I mean, they help truth about God come alive, mm-hmm. which is ultimately a blessing. I mean, we see this in Psalm 34, the word of the Lord comes alive and that's through our emotions. And I, I also would like to say, I just think this really resonates Above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. Yeah. Our emotions help us see and experience reality, but it can go really poorly if we aren't guarding our heart in a biblical way because what is in your heart is going to come out. And so emotions can get really, really twisted when our hearts are not guarded, really our souls. Yeah. I mean, they're always prompting us to respond as well, right? Like think about it, the emotion of fear. It prompts us to be alert and to take care of yourself, to be on guard, which is God-given. This is a good thing. Yeah. Even the emotion of anger, it prompts us to respond to something that threatens what we believe or value. Now you have to have anger under control. It can easily get out of control, but anger is a God-given emotion as well. Like he created that. And sorrow. I mean, that Sorrow prompts us to slow down and reflect on whatever loss that we've experienced. And Mm -hmm. David and I, you know, being transparent, we've experienced sorrow recently. And it it prompts you to have a response. Yeah. Am I going to trust the Lord or am I going to wallow in this sorrow? Mm -hmm. You have the same thing with shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. You're considering your actions. You know, how am I really living? And God can very much be in that and use that. Now, you don't want to stay in guilt or shame, especially if you're in Christ. You know, you move on from that, but it's a tool that God uses. I like this next one, joy. Joy will ultimately prompt us to praise, be grateful. It ultimately increases our trust and hope in Christ. And we see this in Psalm 28, but we live in a fallen, broken world. Mm-hmm. We've referenced this. We, we live in the fall. And what gets us through it? It's the joy of the Lord that no matter what happens, what other circumstances are going on, 
we actually can still have joy, which makes us stand out in a crazy fallen world. Yeah. The fact that we can have joy in the midst of a cancer diagnosis or death or loss of a relationship or infertility or whatever it is that you're going through, mm-hmm. we still can have joy. But ultimately, our emotions are what's prompting these responses. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think back all the way to Genesis as well, I mean, we were not created to know evil. Adam and Eve, when, when they were in the garden, it was good. And so the term brokenness really goes back to the garden. Things are broken. Our struggles to live and love according to God's created order is broken. Mm-hmm. And our feelings and our emotions reflect that. Like they are taking the full brunt of that. So yeah, ultimately brokenness, it affects our communion with God. Genesis 3 emotions and desires they're no longer centered on god and compelled by his love rather they are if you're apart from christ they are centered on self-glory and and self-love and our heart struggles are amplified by that relentless spiritual warfare that wreaks havoc on this world and our bodies and our souls yeah i mean our heart is deceitful above all else who can understand it yep jeremiah 17 (laughs) The curse of sin curses our thoughts, emotions, and desires. That's what makes it so hard. They're not always pure Yeah, because of sin. Which is why we know emotions are good. Uh God will use them, but they are also skewed at the same time, and we can't let them control. Yeah, they can't take the steering wheel and just go wherever you yeah. wherever they take I you. I mean, it can easy to be on the path of that's what you're seeking. You're seeking for an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Psalm 73 is a very important psalm and we don't have time to read it today, but Please look it up though yeah. if you have a chance. Read Psalm 73. Yeah, because it talks about how you can be deceived in the way you think. We can think what is wrong is right. You very much see that in our world today. I think you should give an example of that in mean, how your emotions can skew that where you, you actually see yeah. something well, I mean, the that's biggest wrong one is, is right. Your fallen sinful nature that may have a sexual impulse or desire that is not the way God has planned it to be for your blessing and for your flourishing. But you have that desire and if you carry it out, it can feel good to a certain degree. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm just myself. This is who I really am. Mm-hmm. But it is completely distorting God's gift of sex, which right. will have massive ramifications in your life. I mean, that's one that's in front of our faces every single day. Yeah. We also can interpret reality wrongly. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever you feel strongly about what's in your present circumstances, that it may not be what God wants and what God has. Yeah. I mean, those all those lies that we can feel and we can hear, a lot of it is just straight from the enemy, from the pit of hell, but it can make us believe things that are untrue about ourselves. It can make us desire what is evil and wrong. And our feelings can definitely keep us from desiring what God has for us. So the redemption of Jesus Christ on the cross is the key that unlocks all of this. It's, mm-hmm. It is the turning point. 
It restores our souls. It gives us a new heart. And if you think about how your faith changes your emotions and how Jesus Christ is really the catalyst that turns all of this around, you see that in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the confidence what we've hoped for, the assurance of what we do not see. Yeah, our faith includes both emotions and our desires. Emotions can either undermine or deepen our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can lose confidence. We can lack assurance. But our faith is deepened when truth stirs our emotions. And the feeling of God's love is the motivator and the driver. We're moved by the fact that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. God doesn't leave us to our fallen thoughts, emotions, and desires. God's kind. He doesn't do that. He actually places us in union with Christ. Exactly. And who is Christ? He's love. He's peace. He's that joy that we ultimately want. He's our Mm -hmm. strength. He's our shepherd. Psalm 23. So your bread and butter, right? But what do we need to do with our emotions specifically? Let's just talk about that for a minute. Oh, man, that's a heavy question. (laughs) Cry it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't want you to overthink it, though. I mean, really, this is coming down to your relationship with God, right? This is your quiet time with the Lord. This is your personal relationship with God, peace. So don't divorce your emotions from that. I think sometimes people just make it an informational exercise. I got to dig into theology, eat this up, and... And get all the answers, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can check the boxes in my life. I can do all that. We can't divorce our emotions from our spiritual walk. Absolutely not. You have to engage your heart as you engage with your God. Yeah, I think we should talk through a second. How can we engage our heart? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I think there's three L's. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. We have to listen we have to look and we have to live. Oh, yeah. There so, you go. That'll preach, Julie. So how do we listen? Well, you listen when you read the word, you stop and you meditate. Be still and know that I'm God. Yep. yep. You have to be willing to listen to the Spirit's leading. Mm-hmm. And even in those prayers, just as you're talking to God, think through what are my thoughts and emotions right now saying about my view of God? You know, what am I fixating on? Are my emotions pushing me to fixate on something that's outside of my control? And am I putting all of my energy, my thoughts into that? Or is it on the word of the Lord that remains forever? Mm -hmm. Am I going back to that? Right. Which also plays into looking into the truth right. of God's word. Because if you don't know the truth, you can't listen. Mm-hmm. They go together. Mm-hmm. You've got to have those scripture deposits on your heart. Yeah, like we talked about last week. That the Holy Spirit uses to prick you. It's why the word says that we should be memorizing mm-hmm. the word of the Lord so that it's on our hearts. Yeah. 
It's like we're zooming out and not just fixating on our own life and our own story, but we're putting our story into God's grand story, his overarching narrative. Like, where does this fit in? Well, the fall is going to be a, a piece of this. Pretty much everything I'm experiencing is a, mm -hmm. is a sliver of that experience of the fall. But I know that God created this world. It was good. It's fallen right now. It's broken right now. Jesus redeems it. He's making all things new through the process of sanctification. Mm -hmm. And one day we are awaiting glorification where we will receive this resurrected body. We'll be with Christ face to face. You know, you have the whole marriage supper of the lamb piece that's awaiting us because Jesus is our living hope. So as soon as you start shifting your emotions to listening, looking. Then you're going to live. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts and emotions and desires inviting you to believe and do? Ask yourself mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Are you believing truth or are you believing the lies of the enemy? And this is something that I said in the sermon. Like, And when, and when we believe lies, it's from Satan. Yeah. Who's the author of confusion? Satan. Satan. It's confusing. Yeah. yeah. So much better to listen to your good father who loves you rather than the enemy who's trying to tear you down. And the only way you can discern the difference is by knowing the truth. Like going back, well, does that thought and this feeling that I'm a failure, I feel shame right now, I feel like I've just blown it and I'm ruining it. Wait, is that what God says about you? Because Peter's been very clear about that. You're chosen. You're mm -hmm. sanctified. Like you are his child. Like I said, he's giving you this grand identity of who you truly are in Christ. Yeah, I would also ask are your desires leading you to obedience or disobedience? Mm -hmm. It's just a, such a good question to ask. Because if your desires are causing you to disobey the Lord, mm -hmm. you're in sin. And yeah. you're probably twisting your emotions in an unhealthy way to deceive yourself that you're doing right. Yep. So we got listening, we got looking, we got living in the power of the Spirit. All of this is going through prayer and reading of the Word of God. You draw near to God. You draw near to Him, and He will draw near to you. So through His Word, you not only hear His truth, but you receive that. And I think it's so important, even before you open up the Bibles, I mean, open up your heart. Is it a song that you need to listen to that will set your emotions in the, in the proper setting? Yeah, I mean, it's just a simple phrase. Open up your heart to God before you open up the word of God. Yeah. yeah it's so that. simple. It's something that I think we, we grew up in Christian homes. You know that. Mm -hmm. But recently, David and I, we are getting discipled right now in this group cohort thing, if that's what you want to call we it. We talked about it a little bit last week. Yes. Yeah. You'll probably be hearing about this for weeks to come. <laughs> little snippets. It's been really good. It's been really, really good. But that has been one of the big emphasis is, has been open up your heart to God before you open up the word of God. And it does make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So really if does. you aren't doing that right now, I challenge you to do that. Absolutely. Like I even said this in the sermon, you know the author. If you're in Christ, the author lives inside you. The Holy Spirit is indwelling you. The same Holy Spirit 
that breathed out this truth.、Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whenever you get those inside scoop documentaries or those little vlogs on how they made the song, what was the artist thinking? When、mm-hmm. they, you, know, you know how、yeah. those are always kind of cool to get in their head and see how they did it? We have that same opportunity every single time we open up the Word of God to do that with the Holy Spirit in our time with Him. And that alone, feasting on the Word, meditating on the Word, praying through the Word, that will get your emotions and your feelings in check. Yeah. Back to where they were originally intended to be. Because, like we said at the beginning, Those are all very good things. Your emotions, God is going to use them. He created you in a good way with emotions. So we can't pretend that it's the enemy. We just know that it's fallen just、right. like everything else. There has to be a balance with it. It's easy to be emotion heavy、mm-hmm. or emotion less.、Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to be more emotion heavy, whereas David. I think I can say you tend to be more emotion less.、Hmm. And it's. Actually, our weaknesses.、Mm-hmm. It's in those, you know, what trials are you going through? Because the, it comes out in your trials,、mm-hmm. yeah, your emotions, and how you respond. Yeah, it's true. But what we're saying here is line your emotions with the Word of God and who God is. Yeah. You have to bring it back to that. Your emotions are pointing you to something. But what is that? They're a reflection of your inner being. Your it's, heart. It's, it's letting you know where your heart is at. And have you been guarding your heart, like Proverbs says? Yeah. There's a lot more that could be said, but I think that's enough because that's really the main piece that we wanted to speak on. Yes. How are you doing emotionally? Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. If you do enjoy the Docs to Dialogue, please like this episode, give it a share, pass the word along. Word of mouth is a great way to do that. Even giving us a review on iTunes or on Spotify helps this podcast move forward. And、so、we really appreciate all of those positive reviews. And if you've never sent one, do it today. Just give us a review. Five stars only, please. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the spring break if it's still going on for you. And we'll see you again Sunday. You are loved. <laughs>